Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob! All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor! Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ. A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog. This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. And I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions. Thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. Recording on the night of November 17th. Uh, And we'll be talking about the Lions' upcoming game, where they are traveling to Cleveland. As 11-point underdog. That's right, Cleveland. 5-5 uh, five and five Cleveland. We'll get into all that, but before I do, let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So we got Rundog. Yo. And UJ. Hey, Lions faithful. And I am, of course, Big Z. So let's just break down this game just a little bit uh, before we get into it. So just a couple things to note. First of all, uh, the Lions have signed a new kicker, Riley Patterson. He was on the Vikings and Patriots mm. practice squad. Uh, so he has never kicked an NFL kick, but honestly, as we all know, it couldn't be any worse than what we saw last week out of the Steelers true game. That. You cannot <laughs> so, that. Um, I, I think we, we don't mind the signing. Now, I hope they did their homework or the scouting or whatever, uh, and hopefully he can come through at least and, you know, at least Good miss it wide right or left, but not wall. just 10-yard <laughs> short and to the right uh, on you know, a 48 yard right. field goal try. We want at least, you know, some hope when he, the ball comes off his foot. Yeah, a little chance. Even just for a moment. Um, as good as yours, then you <laughs> throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, so, some of the other news, and I think the biggest news uh, we found out today is that Kelly Stafford threw a soft pretzel at a yep. 49ers yep. fan. Oh, no. Sorry. <gasps> wrong story. How never realized the violence streak she had. I never realized that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's has something it's to do with it. About damn time. Right. About damn time. No, uh, the real the real news is Jared Goff, uh, with his oblique injury, did not practice today. Uh, reports say he's about 50-50 uh, chance of playing on Sunday, and Tim Boyle has been taking first-team snaps. Now, he's on the IR, but they can activate him whenever they want. Uh, so, uh, Tim Boyle has a 50-50 shot at being the starter on Sunday, which I don't think a lot of Lions fans would hate to see necessarily. <laughs> Count I mean, what do we there. think? Uh, does Ly- does Lions offense change significantly with Tim Boyle in there? No, I think it could. The vertical game certainly. Well, maybe, could. but I think they're still going to rely on the run heavily. They're not going to put it in his arms, you know, or in his arm, I should say. They're definitely they're definitely going to rely on the run game. Design some more vertical routes with him, though. Feeling confident he could push it deep. You know, he's got a bigger arm than Goff, right? So yeah, well, I'll tell you, it wouldn't hurt to see him in there, though. Uh, 
this oblique could be the excuse we needed. Oblique is a tough injury, though. It's a, it's, it's a nagging little thing. It's a small right. little they, muscle, but it's it's really nagging. It's hard. It's he can one. throw the ball. It's just, he said they, uh, or they said he can throw the ball like decently, but he can't put like the zip on it that he needs. And what's zip? Jared, and having watching Derek Goff, yeah, zip. He needs all the zip yeah. he can possibly get oh because God. it's a little zip. rough. <laughs> Hey, all I'm saying is be careful what you wish for because you know one thing Goff didn't do last week was turn the ball over. This is true. So, you know you get Boyle in there. Who knows? We didn't turn the ball over because we handed it off forty times. <laughs> <laughs> oh what? Well, still, no. I mean, no. You guys, something got to be said for that. Be like, careful what you wish for. I, I wish for twenty points or more in a game. So that, I, I don't think I have to be too careful about what I wish for. All I'm <laughs> saying is Boyle might come in and throw the ball. To the other team, a bunch you know, of if he throws it in the end zone a couple times too, I wouldn't mind it. So, well, there's no guarantee you get that with the bat. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see. I want to see it. I'm I do want to. I like the way it's happening and that they're not like benching golf. That this might just kind of happen naturally, so it doesn't have to become some sort of drama. Yeah, right. or maybe maybe he's quote unquote got an oblique injury. Or they just told him, "Hey, yeah, right. Jared, like you got a bruise on your abdomen, right? You can show the press. <laughs> you know, you're hurt." So. You or 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 McDermott right? or uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, Dan Campbell, uh, maybe just gave him a sock in the stomach to, for the bruise <laughs> or something like that. Does it hurt right here? <laughs> uh, oh, right there? Or is it over <laughs> here? A bunch of where it doesn't leave uh, bruises, so you can. <laughs> right, exactly. But I do love this matchup. Uh, I do love this matchup of Decker and Sewell going against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, who are one of the top pass rushing yeah. duos in the NFL this year. Yep. Uh, Miles Garrett, a lot if of people think, uh, is on par- on pace to be uh, the defensive player of the year this year. So, um, wow. it's a good defense, uh, and it'll be a good matchup, especially for our Lions front seven on the offensive line, and also the defensive line, because the Browns have one have the highest paid offensive line in the NFL and one of the highest graded. So they they are very mm-hmm. good at what they do up front uh, in the run game. Uh, Kevin Stefanski coming from like the Gary Kubiak uh, zone. Uh, running scheme uh, that they've done for years uh, successfully. And uh, I don't know if J- Nick Chubb will be back for this game or not. Uh, he was on the COVID list last week, so undetermined there. I think, I think he's sick. I think he's probably yeah. not going to be back. Um, and Kareem hunts out, so they have Dearness Johnson at running back. And then, of course, Baker Mayfield. But we'll talk about Baker Mayfield in a moment uh, with our guests entering the Lions den. But uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to note about this game? No, I'm well. I'm curious to see who calls the plays again. If Campbell gives any of it back to Lynn, or if he just keeps on going like he's doing, I'm kind of curious about that. And I also like to see what kind of adjustments they do. I obviously Pittsburgh adjusted to our our run scheme in the fourth quarter last week, and uh, I wonder if Campbell will be ready with some other adjustments of his own. If you know, if they start figuring this out and has a few more wrinkles, you know, kind of curious about that. Yeah, on the same note, if they try to do that same pressure on the way to the run, you know, playing the the run on the way to the pass like they were doing last week, if Cleveland tries to do that too, we have an answer for it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll we'll get more to, about Cleveland here. Uh, so we have a guest, uh, and we'll get into all that in a moment. So let's now go head over to the Lions Den. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, this week the Lions are traveling to Cleveland, as we mentioned before, and that means it is time for the Lions Den, and entering the Lions Den is a familiar face to all of us, at least. Uh, UJ's son-in-law, Rudd Dogs, 
brother-in-law. We got Joe, a Cleveland Browns fan. I know it's, it's yeah. they are out there. They do exist. Uh, yeah, we like don't us. know why. Yeah, they do. Uh, but maybe Joe can explain. So Joe, first of all, thank you for braving uh, the Lions. Then, no, anytime. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to start off first uh, asking those who dare to enter, why the hell are you a Cleveland Browns fan? Please explain, because we don't understand. Born and raised. I know we. I know you guys don't know anything oh, about so that. You, you think that makes you Born better than us? When you're from, did you try to? <laughs> did you try to get your get your parents to give you up for adoption when you were younger? I I was hoping they were going to send me to Detroit so I could be a Lions fan. <laughs> now, born and raised Cleveland. Therefore, when you're from Cleveland, you are a Browns fan. It's ingrained in you. Doesn't matter how good or bad they are, you are a, a, a Browns fan. It's a bad answer, but it's logical. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, Joe, let's talk about this team a little bit. Uh, you know, one week smoking up, smoking the Bengals, and the next week getting smoked by the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Baker, Mayf- yeah, Baker they... Mayfield, I guess. I think we should uh, kind of talk about first. What are your thoughts on him? A lot, a lot of people don't think he deserves a contract. He's in his contract year, uh, and the. The Browns have not extended him. He's the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, where do you feel Baker Mayfield lands? Does he deserve an extension? Uh, is he gone after this year? Your thoughts? Uh, I think he gets an extension. I don't think it's going to be a massive extension like he was hoping for. Uh, he definitely has not proven himself to be a massive extension type of person yet. Um, and it honestly, with how they've handled his contract, not giving him the new contract last year, I think they kind of don't have that confidence in him that he's going to be the guy. Um, but I like how he handles the team. I like how he handles the uh, locker room, and I like how tough he is. But there's got to be some consistency. Um, and it almost seems like the consistency that he had last year, um, he was just making better plays and he was being put in better situations, in my opinion, when this year they've kind of, went off script more uh, and kind of gotten away from their bread and butter, which is the running game to set up the passing game. Haven't the injuries been a huge factor though with Chubb getting hurt and Chubb's been hurt. Uh, COVID. Hunt's been hurt. Hunt's been, Hunt's been hurt. Yeah. Since week six, Chubb's been out for a few weeks, comes back, gets hurt again. And you got Demetric Felton who, you know, is this new guy who's supposed to, uh, you know, be super dynamic. He goes down with Chubb with COVID. So did John, uh, Kelly, our other backup running back. So we literally. He sounds like our yeah. cornerback room. Dearness. Yeah. We got Dearness, though, now. We had. We, yeah. Yeah. We got Dearness. <laughs> but we don't need that bright spot when Chubb and Hunt healthy. Right. True. Uh, but, and, and the OBJ situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are so you happy it, to see him gone? Hundred <laughs> percent. It, it, it's time to really give people Jones, people's Jones, a, a real good look. Um, people's Jones, I think, is super dynamic. Uh, like I've told you guys in the past, he was the number one recruit coming out of his high school class. Right. So, I mean, he is super dynamic. He's a great, great wide receiver. Uh, he just hasn't had a quarterback to really want that for him. Um, I think our receivers are better without him. I mean, OBJ's last game, he had 
one catch for six yards. His first game with the Rams where they got blown out. He had two catches for 18 yards. So. Yeah, but according to his really dad, he's open all the there. time. According <laughs> to his dad, he's open all the time. Yeah. Baker just didn't throw it to him. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he already sent him in. I'm sure he already sent that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Rudd Dog, do you have a question for him? Yeah, yeah, Joe, I got a question for you. On a scale of one to ten, one being you have to hide in your bedroom with your back to the wall with your shotgun, and ten being you you'd be willing to use your own child as a body shield to to protect yourself from them. How scared are you of, from of the lions this weekend? Um, I'd say oh, that's a uh, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man, that's rough. <laughs> I didn't say which one. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere around a level one because, uh, well, one Baker Mayfield's going to play injured. You're pretty so scared. Then. I think okay, he's going to he's going to come out and not be too uh, or, or be aggressive. Um, but then also, I heard that Jared Goff likely is not playing, and you're going to be playing with some guy yeah, I've never really heard of. Missing something with him right now. Yeah. Jared Goff is fifty fifty <laughs> uh, as of this recording. Yeah. yeah. So. Who, who's your backup? Tim Boyle, Boyle, kid we got from the Tim Packers Boyle this year. Never, he was a never heard of the Packers before Jordan. So, <laughs> the the Browns are eleven point favorites in this game, Joe. 11 what? Point yeah, they. Don't, oh my I'm, god, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't see him covering. Do you do you, do you, do you think uh, the Cleveland crowd's a, a good home crowd? Would you say the dog pound is oh, dog pound legit? In person, yeah. So I used to have season tickets in the dog pound. Uh, dog pound is definitely where it's at. Stadium super loud, a lot of fun when you go down. You don't have uh, same issues like you have here with the uh, private lots and parking. There's parking literally everywhere around the stadium. So you know people are coming down there to have a good time. Some just come to tailgate and then move on. Um, yeah. But most go to the go to the stadium. I mean, when you're looking at parking for twenty to forty dollars versus two hundred dollars. You're getting a little bit different of a clientele, not your, not your uh, white collar crowd you're having here in, in Chicago per, per se, but a, a little bit more blue collar and uh, drunk and excited, ready to win. <laughs> I will admit one thing though, Joe. I did tailgate with you one time. I had the pleasure, and uh, it was it was a great tailgate, one of the best I've ever been to. You guys definitely know how to do it in Cleveland. This is the team. I I just don't get this team, Joe. I mean, beginning of the season, we were looking at this team to contend. And I know there's been a few injuries and stuff, but everyone's got that. What? Why is this team so damn inconsistent? I just don't get it. One, I just don't get I, it. I think I think you hit the nail on the head a little bit ago when you said injuries. Injuries have been absolutely massive injuries, between though. running backs, offensive line, defensive line, defensive backs. I mean, we just lost another DB, Troy Hill, to a neck injury last weekend. Um. I mean, there, there's there's been a lot of injuries, but honestly, now it's starting to seem a little bit more like a, it could be a coaching problem. And, and it's funny to say that because he won coach of the year last year. But, yeah. But what happened today? Who, who didn't practice today for the Browns? Anyone know? Who, who didn't? Uh, Is it Baker? I don't know. Who's the new one? Miles Garrett on personal Ooh. reasons after. Oh, I think he just after, had some poetry to write, Joe. I think he just had some poetry. Yeah. He had practice today after. Uh, after he had uh, a certain interaction with the coaching staff. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, but that that's nothing to do with oh, injuries. There's, there's know, other issues so much, there. That's what so, I'm, so you know. Like the Lions. And you know who also won uh, Coach of the Year? Matt Nagy. 
So and uh, yeah. people like him in Chicago. What? So. Yeah. With Coach Adir. Uh, uh, Coach Adir. Uh, you know, speaks a lot to the top coaches in the NFL right. sometimes. It speaks so much to <laughs> luck and just timing and so many things coming together. I feel like too, like, like that year yeah. that Nagy won it, they got Mac and he played like he was the best defensive player in the right. NFL that year. So I mean, so much, so many things rely on things just coming together. Right. I don't right. want to drag this out uh, too long though, but Joe, but I did want to mention just kind of what the Lions and Brown share, and that is a lack of going to a Super Bowl uh, in a long time. And I, I think yes. in some ways, you know, I still think the Lions own the most miserable franchise, like, title. Uh, we, I mean, when <laughs> it's just funny, like, when people talk like about miserable franchises, like on a podcast or on TV, you're like, wait, no. They don't mention the Lions enough. Like, we own that. We, we kind of own it now. Uh, but sometimes, <laughs> like, other fan bases, and the Browns definitely deserve to be up there, at least, as some claim, because they... The Lions have only won one playoff game in the Super Bowl era, but the Browns have gotten close with much more devastating results. I feel like getting close is sometimes almost worse than just never getting there because you got so close and didn't get there. So it, I could see the argument in that sense, but I just want to speak uh, uh, to you a little bit just about, you know, do you think the Browns will ever get there in your lifetime? Oh, God, I sure hope so. Um, I. I want to say yes, but you never know. I, like you said, they've been close. Uh, technically, it was my lifetime. I was born in 86, so you got the fumble, the drive, red right 88, all that stuff right around when I was born. Um, and then, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, say, okay. There's something weird hmm. there. Yeah. Then I, I mean, I, I think I'm part of the curse because I literally was born two months after the Lions <laughs> won their only playoff victory in 90, early 92. Yeah, well, I was born the year after they won their last championship. <laughs> Uh, 57 man you're old dude Jay. So maybe it's you're my old, thought yeah. i'm really old i'm really old. yeah see you saw the heyday of the browns though that's true yeah that's yeah. true uh let's well oh boy hey joe i got yeah. i got one more question yeah. for you though because to be a self-respecting fan you you have to know your oh, team's yeah. fight song what is it can you can you do it for us the any self-respecting team doesn't have a fight song oh whoa come on now whoa well, Where's the fan? No, no. Isn't, yours just like, isn't it called the Factory of Sadness? Yeah. Uh, Can you recite the video? It has <laughs> been considered the Factory of Sadness. Uh, you should you should yep, create a many, song for many, him, Joe. <laughs> Take charge. There of are fan base. Uh, Bernie, Bernie would be a big one for the Cleveland Browns. How does that go? Bernie, Bernie is that a Bernie. real song? Oh, hey! Oh, this is your wake up call. Let's not let's not forget what my uh, how big my Browns fandom is, and remember what my middle daughter's middle name. I don't want to ever talk about how big your Browns fandom is again. It's Kosar for <laughs> listeners, but <laughs> yeah, it is. My yes. dog's name is Brown. My middle daughter's middle name is Kosar. That's that's my level of fandom. Yeah. All right. Well, so th- well, thanks so for letting the fans know just how delusional you really are. Um, all right. Yeah. So before Ooh. we uh, have Joe uh, try to leave the Lions, <laughs> then we need one more thing out of you, Joe. And I know from watching some games with you that uh, you like to shotgun every time the Browns. Uh, is it every field goal or is it every touchdown? Touchdown, right? That's every touchdown. Okay. So two questions then for you. It, 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 we need a prediction out of you. Two predictions. How many shotguns are you going to do? And what is the final score of this game? Uh, 
I will do four shotguns. It's good. Mm. Good evening for you. And the score will be 34-24. Wow. High scoring. High scoring game. Mm, we break uh, 20. We, That's good. <laughs> yeah. The lights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're way off your base, back. but. But we yeah, know you're. Yeah. You're, it would be you're, awesome. You're, I mean, you just proved your delusionality yeah. uh, right there before. X you're back to plays for 24. Jared Goff plays. We still plays. voluntarily commit people. Is that a thing? We, Say that again, Joe. What was that, Joe? <laughs> if your backup quarterback plays, you score 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that's going to do it uh, for Joe entering the lines then. Uh, thank you again, Joe, Thanks for, for out, Joe. daring to enter. You barely escaped Thanks, your life. Thanks for being but, here. Uh, it looks like we might see you in the future. Yeah. Oh, boy, that guy. Uh, man, another, oh, another. man, I know he's married to my daughter. But man, that guy is so delusional. Yeah, you, Holy him, you gave him your I know. Permission. What was I thinking? I think I was drunk you're, you're or something. Nuts. I don't know what it was. Man. Maybe you just felt you could see the steep pain in his soul that we can commiserate. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe we things. shared our misery was kind of a shared and misery. the loyalty. You know, there is no, there is a lot of you know that is a great loyalty test. If you've been a Lions fan or a Browns fan your entire life, like you probably believe in loyalty pretty strong. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing we are loyal. Right, say that. Right. So, gentlemen, let's get to um our predictions for the game here, shall we? All right. Yes. Um, so, as I mentioned um, in the segment and earlier uh, here, the Lions traveling to Cleveland. It's a noon central game, 1 o'clock Eastern um, in Cleveland. Lions 11-point underdogs. The over-under, 43.5. So, projected to be mm. pretty low scoring. Um, and the Lions project with a low scoring over-under like that and the Cleveland fair by that much. The odds makers are not expecting the Lions to score many points. Uh, that's what that suggests. No. So uh, let's go to you, UJ. Uh, what is your prediction for this game? Oh, boy. Well, my prediction last week partly came true when I said we were going to win the turnover battle, which we did. And Overwhelmingly, this week, I think so. we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> and this week, I think we're going to do it again. I really do. This defense is really starting to feel it a little bit, and they're, they're starting to have a little swagger to them. And I think they're going to cause a couple fumbles. We'll get a couple turnovers, hopefully in uh, you know good field position. And we can score. I don't know if Jared Goff's going to play or not. I'm really not worried one or the other, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's a big part of me that would like to see Boyle play. Um, I don't think you're alone whoever, in that opinion. Yeah, I know. But whoever plays, I think our running game will be effective again. Uh, uh, boy, I, I think we're going to run a lot. Uh, I think the Lions are going to pull this one out, though. But it's going to be a close one. It's going to be 21-17. to 17. I think, and we're gonna. That means over twenty points, three touchdowns, Two monkeys off the back, right and no there. field goals. So, uh, yeah, and and we're gonna win, get at least turn, two turnovers from the Browns in this game. I'm, I'm not predicting who's gonna do it, but I'm gonna say we win the turnover battle and win twenty-one to seventeen. Ooh. All right, nice close victory. Right. We get over twenty points too. Let's go. I like yeah. that. Uh, let's go over to Rudd Dog. All right, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting one. I mean, the Browns have been a. One of the best teams in the NFL this year, and then also one of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> like they, they're like they're they're kind of bipolar, so you, you don't know really what you're going to get out of them from game to game or play to play. But uh, I think they're very susceptible to be beaten this week, and I think after our defense played like they did last week, they're going to want to keep building on that. And uh, I think our offense is going to dig deep and find some pride, and uh, they're going to make things some things happen. 
Uh, I agree with you, Jay, on the turnovers. I think we're going to have three, and I think Tracy Walker is going to get a pick, and there'll be two fumbles recovered. Um, but uh, on offense, <laughs> I, I, I think we have a better chance of doing this if Boyle's in there. But even if Goff's in there, we're going to actually put up three passing touchdowns to shock everybody. This was, we're going to surprise everybody. We're going to have Josh Reynolds finally this week. And, uh, and Cleef Raymond's going to have a little help getting open with having someone else on the field, another receiver out there. And yeah, three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Whoa. So, uh, so three passing so touchdowns. So 35 points. What's the, what's the score? Yeah. At yeah, least 35. Uh, yeah. 30, so 40, 48, 35. Yeah. 35. 35 and the defense is going to hold the Browns to 14 points, two touchdowns, 35 to 14. All right, there you have it. That's two lines victory predictions right there. Okay. Um so this Cleveland team is truly Jekyll and Hyde and uh, uh 5 and 5 would suggest say you know a 500 record uh you never know what you could get out of them. Uh they do have a really good rushing game, but I like the way the Lions rush. Well, Depends on the week. Uh, the Lions rush defense either has looked really good, like against the Ravens or last week against Steelers, or really bad against like the Bengals or the, especially the Eagles. I do think they figured out some of those issues, though. Uh, it will be a fascinating matchup, uh, though, that the front seven of Cleveland, which is really, really good against the Lions' uh, defensive front seven. And, and vice versa, actually. Anyways, uh, New England had a lot of success running against this Browns team last week. Averaged 5.4 yards a carry, 184 yards. Mac Jones, if you didn't watch that game last week, uh, that show that shows you what a good quarterback can do against a decent defense. He threw lasers all over the field, and by lasers I mean like nice touch passes too. Just find the right spot, uh, and I, I I don't know if the Lions could quite do that, so I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, but I do have the Lions winning. Uh, I think it's going to be twenty-one to twenty with a Lions victory mm, here. Uh, wow. and it's going to be three rushing touchdowns, no passing touchdowns, unless it's like a one-yarder. From the how are line. they going to get twenty? Are they going to miss a PAT? How they going to get uh, two touchdowns, two field goals? Oh. <laughs> so it'll be close. Okay. It'll be close. All but right. the Lions uh, defense will step up because uh, Baker Mayfield is showing a lack of, uh, you know, coming through in the two in two-minute drill. So yeah. I think that's where we step up. But all three of us predict a Lions victory. What? Yes. Once again, so Same. we will we will be right one of these times. We swear, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we drink the Kool Aid here, though. Uh, maybe we were half a little right rough last after week, we are. So. Yeah, we we were half drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, did you guys see that breakdown in that one play where Swift went right instead of left? Yep. Yep. Instead of following Penny Sewell. Oh my God! Like yes. down if he just followed his blockers. Oh my, my God! So yeah. And he had such a great day. Imagine if that one, if he turned left instead of right. Ooh. Holy cow! Right. All right, gentlemen. Um, uh, so we'll wrap it right. up here. Um, Instagram at Drinking Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please follow us on there. Uh, message us. Uh, leave a comment. Just your thoughts on the upcoming game and anything else surrounding the Lions, really. Um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Please download. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. You can also find our podcast um, on the front page of SideLionReport.com as well. We greatly appreciate them for hosting the yeah. podcast on there. Great website, oh, yeah. great website. Oh, and of course, uh, Kid J, our producer, always got Kid J, Kid J, baby. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great weekend. And last but not least, as always, go go go. Forward down the field, a 
charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain Alliance victory. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money. 